Good evening and welcome to this month's Farport Story. This week, how the fuck have I never figured out how to do this correctly after all of the... Oh my god. I'm going to leave all of this in even though I could edit it out and make myself look like I am, you know, less dumb and stuff. But... This is me, homie. So it is what it is. This is actually a continuation of the Polly Jorgensen episode that we did a few weeks back. And... It'll be titled as such, but I just wanted to make abundantly clear that this is absolutely a continuation. It is a few hours later, and so... Fuck it, let's just jump into it. Thanks for everything, guys. Thanks for supporting us on Patreon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for leaving reviews on iTunes. And thank you, thank you, thank you for coming into our Discord and playing games with us. That shit is amazing. Patrick Portnoy waited until it was dark before he made his way to Deputy Buford Nettle's office. Buford had been keeping Gottfried's Gulch relatively safe for the past two decades. Patrick looked up at the Flivers' rest and he thought about Buford and whether from bandits or the occasional spell-touched creature or wayward rock guts Buford Nettle was a stalwart. Pat's own son, Pete, was training under the venerable lawman to take over someday. Pat wore a stern look on his face as he knocked gently and pushed the door ajar. Buford was sitting at the desk directly to the right of the entrance. Both boots were resting upon the desk, and large billows of cigar smoke were emanating from beneath a bushy white mustache. A loose cotton button-up was drenched in sweat at the armpits. Buford Nettle was a large and profusely sweaty man. Countless large beads of sweat sat in perpetuity on his forehead. Pete was seated at the small table in the kitchenette to the left of the entrance. Pat tipped his hat to each, and then looked to the cells at the back of the building. Inside the leftmost cell was his friend, Elmer. The dusty miner's clothes he wore were torn from being roughed up on his way to the cell, and there was blood caked in his large graying mustache along with the dirt. Elmer looked pitiful. 
Good evening, gents, Patrick said with a sense of sadness in his voice. It was clear he was troubled by the recent events, and possibly the role he played in it. Evening, Mr. Portnoy, Deputy Nettle replied as he tipped his hat. If you're needing uh, your boys done for the night, ain't planning to take Mr. Fillmore to Kensington to see the judge till tomorrow morning. So, uh, he'll have to be back by the morning to watch the office while I'm gone. Real good kid you got there, Pat. This boy's gonna make a fine lawn lawman someday. You mark my words. How's the night air finding you? Nettle reached up with a handkerchief and dabbed away some of the sweat that was immediately replaced. Oh, I'm glad you think so, Deputy. It was mighty fine of you to agree to take me boy under your wing. The mining's dangerous and me shop isn't making the money the way it used to. But I didn't come here to gripe at you. I'm a mite worried, Buford. Things in the gulch have become... Well, they gotten untenable. Pat walked over and fiddled with some knickknacks on the wooden shelf behind Buford. Yup, this is a mighty fine career path for him, it really is. Pat turned, and his face was sullen. They're gonna hang him, aren't they? Patrick said gravely. Buford furrowed his thick black and white eyebrows and sucked his bottom lip under the top. His right hand brought a l the large cigar to his lips, and he puffed three long drags from it. The smoke ran through the canyons of his face as a puzzled look crept across it. His face stayed in this quizzical state for almost a minute before he took a deep breath and began to speak. He took out a pistol and killed a man in cold blood, Buford said matter-of-factly. Silence hung in the air for another long beat before Pat spoke again. His wife was thinking of leaving him. Buford shrugged knowingly as the elder Portnoy scrambled to come up with another excuse. Mr. Gottfried is on his ass! Buford nodded, but his face remained stoic. It isn't like there aren't circumstances that give it context. Hell, he was shooting at me! Patrick's reddish and gray mustache was trembling as he pleaded. Deputy Nettle held up a hand. Pat, your buddy tried to shoot you. He killed Norm. Took everything your boy and I had to calm Miss Polly down and keep her from, well, hanging Elmer herself. Hell, he's still drunker than a skunk, so maybe the judge will have a different idea, but I wouldn't get my hopes up. He's got a kid, Buford sighed. Lucius is damn near a man. He's going to have to grow up a bit quicker, but we ain't going to punish him for the actions of a drunken family member. Hell, we'll even help out Marie if uh, it becomes necessary. Maybe there'll be a job at the general store for him, or, you know, maybe Gottfried will give him a job at the mine or something like that, but we'll figure something out. Patrick nodded. 
Come on, Pete. I need you to help me clean out the forge and organize all my parts. Pete jumped up and nodded. The young man's bush of fire-red hair was bouncing beneath the wide-brimmed hat as he did so. Patrick turned back to the deputy. Listen, we all know the bastard that Gottfried can be. Hell, his own kinfolk packed it up and headed for greener pastures. Pat, I appreciate what you're trying to do here. Believe me, I do. Buford furrowed his entire face again. We're going to have that mind uh, that long. It's a... Uh, it's punishing on a man, and doing it for a man like Gottfried, it, it isn't easy, and I I know that. Folks don't normally take it out on others, but that mine is a damn blight on this town, but Buford emphasized this word harshly. But Jethro didn't put a finger on no trigger. A man's got to answer for his crimes. And my job is to get the man in front of a judge. What he did is no business of mine. And if the judge deems that he should keep his life, I won't argue. Nope. I will not argue at all, Patrick Portnoy. Jethro Godfrey has tales surrounding him. The money keeps everyone away, and you know it. You got a chance to go do a good thing in that desert. Patrick looked solemnly at Deputy Nettle and nodded curtly. Just think about it. Pat motioned for his son to follow him out the door. Come on, Pete. 